Hey, what's up? This is Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. Become a member today. Head over to burnthisworld.com and click the Become a Member button. That membership helps support me doing the Burn This World podcast full-time, and it also helps me as a full-time musician. You get a lot of exclusive content on there, not only for the podcast, but also on my music side. So you hear Browning music before it's released. You hear music that never got put on records. You also hear stuff for projects, other projects that I'm working on. You get entered into giveaways every single month for merchandise. And like right now, I'm giving away a stage banner that I took all over the world with the Browning. So you get all sorts of cool stuff, and it really does help support. It's only $3, but that $3 goes a heck of a long way collectively. So again, burnthisworld.com, click become a member for $3 a month or $30 for an entire year and help support everything that we're doing at the Burn This World podcast and that I'm doing as a full-time musician. I appreciate you. So I'm here with Orion. How you doing today, dude? Hello. How's it going? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show today and being your first visuals Look at that. for your podcast. Well, I had to make sure it was with someone to look good, you know? Oh, thanks. I mean, there's way better looking people than me. But... Well, I, I wasn't about to have Keem as my first one. That's for sure. Not happening. Uh, I mean, he's a good looking dude. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I, I got to ask about it. The bled. Do you really like the bled that much? Or are you just like, is that is that just your thing? <laughs> Am I just milking it? Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I love it. It's kind of become my uh, my brand. At, yeah. uh, at the same time but uh yeah the story is with this is i mean uh it goes with my name orion so the o is like for those o's oh, in the middle gotcha. of the, before a breakdown and then ryan is my actual name so orion and then i love space and shit so like the orion spell just kind of goes hand in hand uh yeah i can go down those kind of rabbit holes <laughs> if needed but, <laughs> but uh yeah my girlfriend actually loves the word bless so she actually introduced me to uh wage war and it was the river that she kind of showed me and the song low and had a wicked black in it. And ever since that, we just kind of like started throwing songs at each other saying, hey, check this one out. Hey, I found this one. And we just kind of started finding that. So when I started doing reactions, we just kind of made it a thing. So I started off with like the Monday blechs instead okay. of like the Monday blues. Like it's just uh -oh. kind of rolled through with that. <laughs> and ever since that, it's like uh, we built a huge community around it, the merch around it. And uh, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. So absolutely love it to answer <laughs> your question. <laughs> I think you're baiting it. You're baiting it. I don't believe it. It's it, it works. I mean, it's <laughs> great. I mean, I can have a Chris Motionless song come on and be like, "Yo, black and right." <laughs> it goes I mean, nuts. so so I mean, there are have been always been things in the metal scene of like different sounds that people do that get popular. Um, yeah. Why like the O was always is always infamous, hundred percent. But like, why the bled? I guess it's the only one that's like a high pitch version of like an O. Like why why like why yeah. do you think it works? It's I weird. think I think why like we just use the word black because it's kind of like that symbol word for it. Because like some people even consider I I mean I don't consider it, but it's like the cousin of the black. Like it's like that word that you throw in before a breakdown, like that eh, yeah. or like the or an O or something like that. So it's like I guess it's like labeled the black, and I guess like <laughs> Sam Carter obviously kind of like brought that to light with the architects and yeah. that i so. heard that he he like wishes that he did it like I, I think i saw an interview where he's like i wish i just people would stop mentioning it yeah i actually uh i i did see that as well and kind of made like a small video about it and it kind of sucks obviously but yeah. uh then i started watching another uh interview with uh shout out to nate and johnny uh, the Breakdown Brothers that uh, do videos, but they had Sam Carter on for an interview as well. And he was kind of talking about the the interview or sorry, the black. And he actually like took it away from the fans for a while, because like when he released uh, uh, the album after Holy Hell, like everybody obviously wanted the black and stuff. But, you know, no one was really appreciating the rest of the song. So he just kind of became the name of black yeah <laughs> so he just kind of took it away from everybody but that i thought was hilarious yeah and then uh you know two two albums after he comes back out with the black and people are like oh it's on like the <laughs> poppiest song on the album was so it? <laughs> i was hyped obviously <laughs> i had to jump on that and yeah, see it for myself but yeah pretty i mean cool album. uh 
it would be weird like coming from like a standpoint of being a musician it already is kind of like um i don't i don't want to say annoying but it's kind of like you feel pestered at sometimes about people asking about old music or you know oh the best thing you've ever done was this song you wrote 12 years ago like mm. everything between now and then has not been as good as that and it makes you feel kind of like well, well, I don't know. That's kind of, it's cool, but also kind of like I'm working really hard still, you know? And so for yeah. him, he's probably like, people only want to hear me do this when I'm one of the best singers in metalcore, you know? <laughs> right. And so like, no, I, th 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 I feel like that could be the thing about it. Like, I've never had a vocal thing that people are like, I love that. But the old music, it, it does kind of become like, okay, but the new music really is like a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, and I think uh, it's just obviously, you know, firsthand, it's just growing as a musician, we we get older and as like even I know we, we're probably going to go back and forth with Sam on this one because of the blessed stuff. But, you know, he was 18 when he started writing that stuff. And mm -hmm. now he's like 34. These guys have kids. <laughs> they have other projects going on. They have different influences. They hear different music. And it's to me like I'm accepting of that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if they want to write something else, yeah, definitely I'll give it a listen. Sure. Mm -hmm. Do we want that heavy, you know? almost like deathcore style stuff that they used to do instead of, you know, something a little bit right. more lighter. Yeah, of course. But I mean, I, I respect it as a, as like as a, a musician standpoint for mm -hmm. sure. I think that the, their best song and not only their best song, but one of the best metalcore songs ever written is probably uh, Royal beggars. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, that That's song is, song. is crazy. Um, and I'm not much, I don't listen to a lot of their stuff, but that song that's like inarguable like just an extremely well-written song yeah it, it's a good one i think holy hell actually got me into like architects mm -hmm. and then i listened to holy hell that album and then i met my girlfriend and found out she's a huge architects fan and i was like oh shit love at first sight so it's <laughs> like i finally found somebody that has like you know these metal uh that's metal music that she actually listens to so yeah she introduced me to a lot of architects and she's and then then me just doing reactions like i introduced her to like more of the death core stuff like the artist murder we're yeah. both like fuck we wouldn't listen to this are we allowed to swear on this yeah do what you want okay <laughs> yeah and I mean, that's awesome to share that um you know same uh, musical interest with your significant other my wife mm -hmm. definitely got me into like classic rock. I've never listened to anything like that. I've just always pretty much I went from like System of a Down and Corn to like annotations of an autopsy, like, you know, straight to the heavy kind of sludgy stuff. And so oh, right uh, I kinda I never really listened to much of any classic stuff. And so classic rock, she's got me a lot more into that, a lot more appreciative of it. But that's cool. The thing about classic rock people is I feel like they listen to the same five songs like over and over again so it's like i can only listen to cashmere by led zeppelin so many times you know right i mean i'd never listened to that stuff either like led zeppelin like i know mm. these bands i think we all do metallica uh, yeah. even corn and slipknot i never listened to before yeah. either until getting into this but my girlfriend listens to like uh folk music as well so like she actually took me a concert in the summer that was like a swedish folk band and like i had a great time Heck like yeah. it was just a blast yeah and I mean, it's it's always nice hearing the different stuff and hearing the different influences that you can have. Because like, I mean, like the riff in Cashmere uh, by Led Zeppelin, it could be turned into like a heavy, heavy deathcore riff, like very easily. Ooh. And so it's it's nice to hear how those influences have came. And, you know, and so right. or even we were just listening to um, Black Sabbath in the car on the way back here and definitely can hear like those influences. And so it's good to know, like, where stuff came from but yeah i mean i i've kind of always listened to like the most modern version of metal um that's just been my life and until like recently i don't really listen to modern modern like metalcore at all but oh really okay yeah. but that's like like because i'm kind of one of the people that is stuck in like the 2010s you know and so <laughs> i don't think there's anything wrong with that <laughs> yeah but so you're very much obviously listening to everything that comes out now yeah, and I think that's just more geared towards my YouTube career yeah. and just staying on the latest trends and, you know, as my audience grows and stuff, then they want my opinion on the latest thing. So obviously it, it sucks kind of being that reactor at the same time because, like, I want to enjoy the stuff that I listened to, like, three years ago or so, but, mm -hmm. like, it's like 
honestly, I listen to a song once and it's unless it's really stuck in my head and I need to listen to it when I'm driving, then that's the only time yep. I listen to like music, I feel. So for sure, it's it's tough getting uh back into the older stuff but like if i do like i grew up on punk rock stuff so like blink 82 some 41 yeah. simple plan good charlotte like that was my jam back in the day so like that's what i would like rock just on like a, a good hour drive yeah, kind of thing definitely and so like with this um so because I, I work a lot with keem as well and mm -hmm. so we talk a lot about music and everything and he's obviously listening to a lot of the modern stuff when he has to quote unquote for uh you know reactions and whatnot yeah. but so do you find that it's are you so you're you're not necessarily listening to that stuff and then going to it after the fact and being like no i love that song so much i gotta listen to it you're always in this constant rotation of new crap yeah i feel like it is a a, a very constant thing um i mean like i feel like i've stepped back a little bit and and still enjoyed the stuff that i did really like like the new devil wars prada album has yeah. been a little bit more on repeat for me i love the route that they took uh new august burns red that just dropped it's like bro this this sounds like old uh august burns red so mm -hmm. like I, that's been on loop if anything like i'll open up a stream with like the songs that i just really like to hear once in a while and just kind of rock out get yeah. hyped up for it but yeah basically stuck in the realm of uh new music but i think that's what's great with the twitch streams that i do too so i have people that just come in and show me like some of this old yep. stuff and sometimes we'll just do like a kind of like what keem does like a emo night or yeah myspace night so Definitely. i think it's really cool that he does that i think twitch is a good a good area for stuff like this just like i i streamed on twitch for a long time and i did uh you know a lot of music writing streams but also i did mm. streams where i like played runescape and people requested songs and i just sat there and listened and i found pretty much any band outside of like what i grew up on that i know now is from people suggesting it like while i was streaming and Hell so yeah. it's like it really is nice just getting so many people getting so much uh new bands coming but nothing really sticks for me like in a way that like i want to go listen to more of it i'll go follow someone because i'm like that song was sick but i don't really go back and listen i feel like it's one of those things where it's like uh in the modern world like whenever you you know you have steam and you have your 300 games and so you play like one for 10 minutes and you switch to the <laughs> next and then like i feel like in the modern world there's too much music a lot of times yeah and i think another part of it is like we do music for a living as well mm. so i mean it's i maybe it's just something that we just don't really go back to just for that reason as well it's kind of like i used to detail cars for a living mm -hmm. i i clean cars for a living but I had the messiest car in the world so <laughs> <laughs> it's like true. i'm not fucking doing this because i do this for a living but, yeah i mean we need music and i think it's uh the the way out of our mind some days and it, it just helps people literally so i think it's really cool that uh music can do that for us but i guess as us as musicians and content creators it's it can be a lot sometimes so what do you so currently there's um we're kind of in this resurgence of uh us getting some actually like big bands like popping out like uh and the thing is like these bands that are selling out these massive tours um if you asked anyone two years ago would these bands be selling out these massive tours no one would have guessed that they would have been the ones doing it and so yeah. they're kind of like the um, the bands that are on top right now would have not you wouldn't have thought that two years ago. And so what do you think it is about like Bad Omens or like Lorna Shore or these other bands that are selling out, you know, 2000 cap rooms all over the world? Like, why do you think like what about Bad Omens specifically? Do you think it is that is making them pop off like that? I mean, I really like Bad Omens. Uh, the first song that I really listened to with them was uh, was a Dethrone, uh -huh. and I thought it was amazing. So I kind of knew them as like they're heavy, like this is awesome. Can't wait for the next single. Yeah. And then they kind of trickled out some softer stuff, and I'm like, what happened here? So I had to go back and do a little bit of research on it. But uh, I think one of their songs actually went super viral on TikTok. Yeah. And I think that may be another reason. I mean, they're a fantastic band. And uh, I think, uh, what's it called? Dayseekers actually on that tour yeah. right now with them. And I have no idea. I mean, like, he's they got wicked tunes. They got wicked voices. Um, but I, it might be that whole TikTok blow up thing, which is just social media. But that was like the same with Pierce the Veil. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you heard about that, but they were touring with I Prevail. 
and uh, Pierce Avail would go on before I Prevail, and everyone fucking left. So like, really? I, I Prevail is an amazing band, but like, they had like not a lot of people to play for. So and yeah. it's because of those TikTok trends, and people literally just go to see those people. But yeah, for Lorna Shore, oh man, like I I think they just came back swinging with uh, just some disgusting breakdowns. I feel. I mean, I'm not a super deathcore nerd, so I don't really know a lot of the melodic death metal kind of stuff like that. So when I heard it first, I thought it was great. I didn't like the, the you know, single string kind of, yeah. kind of things. And so when I heard that, the breakdown obviously threw me through a loop. Uh, the mm. snarls obviously was something different, but then everybody else started doing afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. Their their album was fantastic. Uh, the after the first couple songs, I thought it started sounding the same, same structure breakdowns yeah. kind of deal, and kind of the the leads were a little bit melodically the same. But then found out when I listened to the whole album, like this is really cool. It actually matches. It, it mm. flows very well, and I think they did very well in that aspect. But yeah, for I mean, them to sell out, I have no idea, man. That's <laughs> great for them, but it's nuts. Like literally every show i think they sold mm -hmm. out no yeah both of those tours sold out uh before the show tour started and so and that that's the thing is like i i can understand bad omens just because they are a lot more of an accessible style of music um mm -hmm. they're like that very accessible metalcore basically though they're rock you know they're a rock band uh yeah and so i can understand that and the dude's voice is crazy and they're young and so it's exciting for you know, older like rock metalcore fans to be heavy excited about a younger band, but then yeah. also getting a younger audience into it. Like they have the image and the sound to make that happen, and so they make a lot of sense. Um, Lorna sure. Shore, I think, is an anomaly uh, just based off of um, internet hype because they are such an extreme version of metal that you would never guess that they would sell that many tickets. You know, exactly. Um, and so it's I I love it because they're really really good dudes um but it's just um it's it's nice to see that there's potential to do that in an extreme metal and it has made a lot of people want to experiment with being heavier because seemingly uh if you can go so extreme that you become viral then that's an option for to to garner some success and so they are kind of proof that there's potential in the extreme uh but it is definitely like for me it's i would never ever in a million years would have guessed it you know yeah no i totally agree especially for lorna shore and everything that they kind of went through the vocal changes yeah. the sound change at at, at that even mm -hmm. but i'm glad they found it they found their success um i mean i think a lot of people can say that it it is overkill you know <laughs> they are a little overhyped for the band but i don't know i think they're fantastic people fantastic musicians and i wish them nothing but the best and i support them like i love doing reactions to them but oh, yeah. you you look at century media right now on their label and you see them now grabbing these heavier bands too oh yeah so i can see some stuff happening in that realm yep. of uh genre metal so i'm i'm stoked for it i, I get think to be it's excited yeah <laughs> i think it's a i think that they are a band that definitely reinvigorated um like the industry in heavy music i think that even like labels like century media were definitely going more of like let's go rock let's go you know mainstream like european metal sound let's do that mm. and lorna shore with this level of success because the virality of the music has given a lot of people the desire to want to do heavy heavy stuff and i saw at um i saw them at so what fest it's the first time i've seen them we toured with them uh, back in like 2014, they opened a tour with us in Rings of Saturn. Um, oh, so it was my first time seeing them since then. And uh, they definitely had the biggest crowd. And then not only that, but I think that they created an environment at this festival to where all the heavy bands on the festival were the ones that everyone was there to see. So it was like, it was like, normally at a festival like that, a lot of people be waiting for like the mainstay bands and everything. Mm -hmm. But because Lorna Shore was there and they have this re reinvigoration for heavy, heavy music, every single heavy band, no matter how small they were, were the ones with the biggest crowd. And so I think that Lorna Shore 100% is responsible for a resurgence of like extreme, extreme music. It even has me starting up an extreme project too. So it's like, oh shit. Yeah, super heavy <laughs> stuff. And so it's just nice to see. It's, it's nice that you don't have to sell out to be able to you know have success like this and so yeah 
yeah it. It, uh, that's a big thing eh? the whole sellout kind yeah. of situation you know i mean we all we all put pin bring me the horizon and architects <laughs> on that but i mean i think the i think you're exactly right i think this is going to be amazing yeah and so what do you think um what what would you like to see um a band be able to pull off like what do you think is if a band came out how or like i guess what am i trying to say like, what would you like to see in a band that could blow up? Like, what do you think is missing in music right now? Since you listen to so much modern music, what do you think is missing that would get you, like, super excited about a band and be like, no, this is the band? <laughs> That's a fucking good question. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess I kind of see these bands kind of taking off as well. Uh But I've been seeing a lot of support with the label companies that uh, a lot of these bands that are blowing up like give to like us like smaller content creators and stuff like that yeah. so i mean it's just got to sound good to my ears like uh, i mean there's a lot of cool bands that are coming out of these labels and it's like man i hope there's something big that works with them in that but i think it's just the hard work that these bands put into it obviously i mean we can't really just say that they need to sound good because there's a lot of small bands out there that are they sound amazing but they're just not doing mm -hmm. the work to get out there yep but I mean, there's a lot of bands out there that are taking the time to make the extra content, uh, you know, learning social media. And I think the biggest thing is, and this is where I can kind of uh, attest to just growing my own channel is just community. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's just a lot of cool ways that you can connect with people in that terms, uh, replying to your comments and that, you know, having these, you know, just a quick conversation yeah. with people in the DMs, I think goes a long way. And I've seen it as well. Like for me being a content creator, like I, I can send uh, a message to, to Chris Moshalis and have a little bit of a conversation with him. And I think that is so cool. I never thought in this day that I would be in that situation or even sitting down with somebody that I listened to back in the day with the Browning. Yeah. And it's like, it's crazy to even be here on this uh, podcast with you. So, right. And so you think, think that bands that can create a community and actually have interaction with their fans would be an important aspect of their growth. It's definitely one of the important ones for sure. Mm -hmm. And just the way you present yourself, I think as well. I mean, we've seen countless you know vocalists and in, in that sense but like you see some of these bands getting these allegations coming through and mm -hmm. it's like it gives a bad credit or sorry a bad vibe with uh, yeah. some of these bands sometimes so they kind of lose that traction that they have but yeah i'm and glad yeah, they so, bounce back and take care of all that stuff but yeah and being persistent and that's one thing that you can 100 percent say about both uh lorna shore and bad omens is that yeah they have been uh bands that have been very active for a very long time and so they've stuck to it and they both stuck to like their grind, but then taking advantage of the moments that they've been able to like, yes. um, like for the Browning, like I've had so many moments that, you know, I've turned down really good tour opportunities because it wasn't good timing for me or I've turned, uh, you know, I took a lot of time off cause I was having a baby and all this sort of stuff. Um, so there's like missed opportunities in the sense because I, you know, wanted, I have all these other things that I'm doing in my life and things that I want to do that are more of a priority. Whereas like, and I'm not saying that Lorna Shore or Bad Omens doesn't have other things going on in their life, but they 100% seemingly have taken advantage of every opportunity that they've had to be able to get there. And so persistence, yeah. like those bands have been very, very persistent. And then they keep putting out music that keeps like growing the band. And so it's like, I think that is a massive thing. You see so many bands, you're like, how did that band like fall off? You know, like, where did they go? They were on top of That's the world. True. Like, what are they doing? And maybe it's because two of the members had kids and they weren't able to tour as much. And then they, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas like these, these two bands are on top and same with Dayseeker. Like Dayseeker has yeah. been putting out consistent music nonstop and killing it. And with going through issues as well, like I don't yeah. know if you checked out the new Dayseeker album, but man, Rory mm -hmm. lost his father at the same time of his uh, premature birth of his uh, daughter and everything. Yeah. So it's like to do that and then still go on tour, mm -hmm. and it's like it's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's about persistence and it's about being um, taking advantage of every opportunity. And so I think that's one of the biggest things bands can have. Like yeah. you can have slow moments, but you you really do have to take advantage. And so huge respect for those bands for that and so yeah. um a lot of people it, what you do is is a thing that is of the modern world uh you know reactions are very much 
uh, a newer phenomenon, I want to say. Uh, and <laughs> so, and, and not only a phenomenon, but also like kind of an essential in the music industry. I, I view reaction stuff as now pretty much the only marketing that labels need, um, you know, because it, it gets it more of like word of mouth marketing rather than an advertisement. And word of mouth is, is the kind of marketing you want. And so mm-hmm. reaction channels to me are essentially the modern day of word of mouth, you know, say that like back in the day before the internet, there was like a really popular dude or a radio host that would play the song and talk about the band and do that sort yeah. of thing. Like that was the older days of reaction channels. But now you're basically creating word of mouth with these people that are hosts on the internet that talk about bands and promote it. And so I think it's probably the most important thing for a label or for anyone to focus on in the music industry to get promotion out there and so uh like how did you even come to being doing uh like reactions full-time like this um how i came about doing it i mean i i was literally you know me and my girlfriend were just kind of like bouncing these black like songs off of each other all the time like she lived like an hour away from me so we actually met on uh, plenty of fish and then started talking blah 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 so like i lived out in the sticks i'm a, a country boy out there and have my own house out there so i i just wanted to find new music again um in my past relationship i didn't really listen to a lot of metal uh, i was like young grinding i didn't care about music but even in high school, I was that kid that would walk up to you and jam earbuds in your ear and say, yo, check out this new band that I found on MySpace kind right. of thing and like start air drumming the whole thing and, you know, make a freaking show out of it. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to get back in the music, the music scene and see what was kind of out there, especially the bands that I grew up with. And, you know, you find out these bands have fallen off or they're mm-hmm. not around anymore. You know, you see like Icy Stars and and stuff like that. And it's like, OK, that kind of sucks. So where are these other bands? So you could look up their labels. And then I kind of saw uh, a couple of reaction channels myself. I mean, I saw Nick Nocturnal, Alex Hefner. A uh, big inspiration for me at the time was Wyatt Staff mm-hmm. and just kind of uh seeing what they did and like i i tried to get my girlfriend to come on board and do it with me too like look at this this metal couple over here we can do this we have lots to say about this but uh just i just you know turn on the camera press record and just started seeing where it went and it kind of started off with the fall uh uh what's it called falling in reverse so i kind of learned from there and started learning and you know he's not in escape the fate anymore and (laughs) yeah yeah. So yeah, I guess that's kind of how it started and it just kind of blew up from there in mm-hmm. a sense. It's kind of weird how it like kind of took off, but And so why do I you think yours that. took off rather than cuz there's a lot of channels out there. Like why do you think that yours got the attention? Uh, I have no idea, man. <laughs> I mean, even when I first started, my I think we all can look back at our first videos and they're terrible. Right. But I I I kind of wanted to start it with like this persona of this you know far out like letter kenny canadian accent reactor like yeah like let's fucking get into her buds like just that canadian <laughs> accent yeah <laughs> and i'm like i look bad at, back at it and i cringe but i don't know what it was man i <laughs> i just i kept making it and then i just found myself and kind of had like a you know a little bit of a system i guess yeah uh, i forget the word for it not system but uh yeah and it just kind of went with it i yep. i mean i i had a little bit of film background uh graphic design background so that kind of came naturally for me and my creativity uh i just wanted to create something a, more fun to watch instead of uh and and no respect to i mean i i give a lot of respect now to the people that just put the 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 video in the corner and mm-hmm. then react to it and say their their things because the the amount of effort and edits i put into my videos is just so time consuming so the creativity aspect of it i think is just what i fall in love with the most yeah making things go with the music and just making it a little bit more of an enjoyable experience for people to listen to music with other people so um once i started getting messages from people saying you know like your videos really help me through my day uh you know like i'm going through a downtime right now and your videos are just awesome to watch and help me get through it and i think that's the main part that I really fell in love with and just wanted to help people mentally, especially when we went into COVID because, and honestly, I think that was another thing as well. That boosted a lot of uh, reaction channels where everyone was at home watching uh, reactions and finding new music and stuff. So 
Yeah, it and, could be a comedy and that, that is really when it blew up, and also where a lot of these bands were able to capitalize off of reactions too, because it was pretty much the only outlet you could release your music through. Yeah, (laughs) I I totally understand that and agree with that. Um, They couldn't play shows or anything. So technically, reactions were the show type deal. So and me from from a musician standpoint, like because a lot of people will look at reactions and they've said like they think reaction is goofy. They think it's weird, like that, that that anyone cares about it. But like, I personally love watching every reaction to all of to all the Browning's music. I think it's important. And it's one reason I actually really like streaming on twitch like twitch is an, a necessary a necessary thing for me now for writing my music because i've run the past two browning albums live on twitch like the full thing everyone no, you could watch cool. the whole thing well i was getting live reactions in the chat to music that i was writing so i could tell if something i was writing was good enough to go on the record because the mm. fans were literally reacting on the spot as i'm writing it and so i think that's essential but then even after the fact to be able to go through and watch reaction channels and see the parts they react to, see the parts that like they're vibing with or whatever, then it's like important for a musician, I think, to to do that. But then not only if it's not even just your music, but other people's music being reacted to, you can watch these reactors and be like, why do they like this part of Architect Song? Or why do they like this part? Or you can kind of take advantage of reactions to see the parts that everyone's kind of liking like that and and not only just like the parts where keen gets up and starts moshing like that's not <laughs> to me that's not even the most important part of the reaction like the big explosion yeah. it's i'm watching like as like the verse is happening and like how are they bobbing their head are they just you can like see their eyes kind of shift like oh that yeah. was kind of cool exactly and yeah. that's that's a big thing to me like Honestly, I I wrote songs like the first song that came out on this last record was End of Existence, the title track. And Mm -hmm. I wrote that song with reaction channels completely in mind because I wanted to catch people off guard like over and over and over again. And so Uh, I wrote it. Good way to gauge. Yeah, I wrote it to to literally watch these people be like, what? How did that? And then what? Like it dropped again. Like I wanted to write music that literally made reaction channels like be confused or be excited because I was catching them off guard. And so it's, um, I think it's important for the modern world to try to have that and then use that to watch or to gauge the reactions. And, um, even like there's people that did full out reviews. I sat here and watched, you know, people hour long videos, just sitting there watching them listen to the Browning. Like, I think it's important. And, um, so do you, like how do you expand it from there or are you just like completely happy with this like this kind of content like you you like doing it or like where do you take it like in the sense like take it to another level i think uh i'm kind of in that shift of taking it to a different level like i mean i have ideas and honestly when i had these ideas it was before covid happened and covid gotten in the way of some of the stuff that i really wanted to do but Uh sorry i was looking through my phone to see if i actually (laughs) threw up a reaction of the browning and i don't (laughs) think i have one (laughs) fuck and and this podcast (laughs) i don't blame you because we're on uh universal so we're with umg so they, oh, okay. they really screw kind of everyone's yeah. stuff. It's a, it, that's a big issue. And so that's a, another thing with the modern world of not of, if you're with a label that doesn't understand the benefit of that mm-hmm. type of thing, like you're not going to have that benefit. And so like the, a lot of great channels won't react to the Browning because our label won't whitelist people. They won't even whitelist my freaking channel. That's, and it's yeah. super annoying. And so it's essential for people like you to be able to put in the effort to gain the money off of the videos that you put effort into. Yeah. Sorry to go back to your, your other question there. Yeah. Um, sorry. What was it again? It was uh, like, what do I see myself? Doing yeah. Like more, how do you, I guess. Yeah. How do you take it up to another level than just being reaction? I mean, I I've lately, I've been having fun just uh, doing a little bit more content with other creators. Like I've done some stuff with metal burb and uh, Matt from Matt and Chelsea reacts and h- hardcore uh, yeah, hardcore. And uh, it was just a lot of fun just to kind of do something different. I mean, I, I love the vlogging aspect of things. I watch a lot of Casey Neistat videos. So it's like yeah. I love video work so much. That That's why I edit the way that I do, just to make it more fun to watch. Um, 
but like I I see myself doing more like I want to go to concerts I want to do like concert vlogs I want to yeah. uh, I mean hardcore got the opportunity to uh go I think it was high five fest which they just released their new their, their lineup for that show which looks phenomenal um but he got flown out there by the label and uh he got all he had to do was like just film a vlog and his experience so like i that was my original thought of like what i wanted to do and then now i see you know johnny and nate kind of doing that as well they got to do it in australia with yeah. a unified concert or the festival there so it's like it's really cool to see that and that's where i wanted to gear my stuff going to like fly all over the world and like make some fun content, travel the world and talk to some of my favorite artists about music. Like, I think that's just cool that I, it's weird when people ask me like what I do for a living. And I literally tell them like, I listen to music for a living. That's right. basically <laughs> what I do, but it's, it's cool. And I, I can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, I mean, the podcasting is a, another thing that I kind of want to dibble dabble in and just talk to people. I think it's mm. uh Another thing that's on the horizon, I think uh, YouTube is definitely going to be taking that to another level and be this everything app. Uh, short form, form content is definitely where my strong point is yeah. right now with getting my name out there. But man, it, it's just I'm excited for what what it means to be a content creator. And I think everybody should uh, definitely be excited for that, whether you're in a band making music making short little skits and stuff like that. I think it's a great opportunity to get uh, yourself heard and make more money with, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word sponsors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely. And because that's the thing is your, your band is you, you are influential over your audience. And so yeah. you can run your band as if it's an influencer and make that same kind of money because you, you are influential. And so anyone yeah. that's influential can make money off of it, you know? And yep. so bands have this new opportunity to monetize in the modern world in a way that you never could before. And that's super important because, um, you know, the, the normal monetization for artists has been completely taken away. And so, you know, mm. with no CD sales and then also most bands aren't touring as much. Um, and so a lot of the monetization needs to be a, sh a mindset shift a mindset shift to the modern world to where you can be an influencer online as well as put out music. And uh, I think it's really important for bands to have that mindset shift. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. And um, so in what you do, because there might be someone listening to this that is like, okay, I want to try to do a reaction channel, right? Mm -hmm. Like they think yeah. it'd be fun. Um, like is. what is the average day of what you do? Huh. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> um, a day in a life with Orion. Yeah. I mean, uh, my girlfriend doesn't drive or anything, so she works down the road. I wake up in the morning, drive her to work, come back home, let my dog out, get my. I, I'm an energy drink fanatic. <laughs> Where's the sponsorship? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is it? <laughs> um. So, like, I need my, you know, my energy or pre workout before I get kind of going, and then uh, I just obviously uh, kind of chill in Discord and see what everybody's up to see what the latest mu music is that's coming out um but it's just whatever's kind of like out right then or what i need to get out i'll just sit down record it and this is being a full-time uh like creator right now and then i'll put that stuff out get it ready to go out as well whatever's coming mm -hmm. up in the future um but other than that like mondays uh you know monday morning i'll stream just to catch up on some of the stuff because I, I feel like it's hard to get every single video and especially sit there do you know there's so many layers to my my videos in terms of that i don't just hit record on obs and then chop yeah. it up um so there's that on that day and then even wednesday night i'll be streaming as well and i'll hang out with the community we'll rock out they send me songs and we do about 40 songs every wednesday night and then even Friday, I do full album reviews. So usually albums are coming out on Friday. So like, you know, like this week will be like Tala, Disturbed and uh, the Brownie. I know Nickelback <laughs> is coming out with one too, but I don't know if I'm doing that one yet. You got to. <laughs> but yeah, I have to now. I mean, the, the last thing was hilarious. I mean, I think every reactor kind of clickbaited this shit. Out of yeah, that definitely. One, and that's thanks to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, like that's basically uh, my day. And then even throughout the week and uh, I'm usually putting up my reactions for for our patrons and stuff like that. And that's the thing when you say like uh, a lot of these labels don't let us monetize that. It's just another way to 
monetize your channel a little bit and if the people really like your content they want to see your whole album review they'll you know help support and uh yeah. you know join your patron in that aspect and i think they should especially for someone like yourself that's uh you know that doesn't mon can't monetize this kind of stuff like other youtube videos yeah. and stuff like that so it's very important if you want to support the the right people um but yeah if i like I, I think did I answer your question? Well, so <laughs> I don't the, know. that's my everyday like, life kind of deal. Yeah, and so the uh, what you're doing to get your content recorded, you're kind of doubling up on the monetization as well. Where like you're instead of just sitting there in your room recording a video, you're live streaming those videos being recorded, and so uh, then you're taking those live streams and editing it down and all that, or. Yeah, so I mean, like I, I can I monetize uh, on a different level, I guess, as well. So like even at good parts where I have like really good reactions and I absolutely love the song, uh, if I have the time, which I've been making more time for because this is just where short form content is going these days. Mm -hmm. But I know we were joking around before, like last night and you're like, no hat, no clothes at all. Like <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the blood thing today. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, cool. And I like honestly like i don't ask people to like buy my stuff I, I might say like hey we got new shirts and stuff you want to check it out go for it like in a normal regular video yeah. but like on tiktok and that i wear it and people are just like where'd you get the hat where'd you get that sweater that's a six yeah and then i just tell them hey my link tree is right there so i get a lot of uh you know the black stuff that goes out on tiktok and reels and all that and that helps pay my bills as well so yeah and that's so kind of what i focus on with even the twitch stuff but mm -hmm. even that it's just more hanging out with the people Definitely. like i think it's so cool seeing somebody walk in and be like yo you're the guy from tiktok or like <laughs> i love your videos been watching you for years i'm like this is so cool i didn't think i'd be in that spot definitely and so um do you feel like you really have it down or do you think you could be more optimized in how you do it honestly uh i mean i thought i had it right right down uh to the point of like you know thumbnails titles yeah. Uh, which plays a huge part in the algorithm like you already know um i i i guess i didn't uh, i mean like i have some cool connections with labels which i get to work really closely with like sharp tone i think is like one of my favorite labels right now and how i work with them um and then i i just uh, it's right now like i'm getting I'm making this thing more of uh, a team thing now. So like now I have a couple of people that work with me that uh, are starting to like, I'm just helping them make my videos to help push yeah. my stuff out a little bit more to be out there more consistently. And I have two other channels as well. One's it's just like one that I kind of throw random stuff on that won't do necessarily what I want it to do on a, a main channel or maybe mm -hmm. it's K-pop versus <laughs> um, and then uh, my Black Nation one as well, which we showcase literally like that niche down kind of thing for people. It's like I we love the bless. So it's like bluff reactions will throw on there. So now I have a little bit of a team that uh, has helped me with uh, obviously manage my emails first and foremost it's i have an impossible time getting to my emails and responding to every single band or even yeah. saying like hey like, let's line up a reaction so i have someone doing that someone helping with some editing as well right now and then uh, somebody that's going to be helping me keep my shorts and reels and tiktoks more active so now i see it on a bigger business scale where i could uh you know hopefully monetize a lot more and faster to then pay the people that are on here on yeah. my team and i think i have a big uh big help and kind of help me realize that is obviously the team my girlfriend first and foremost but i've talked to uh uh what's the same kirk from charismatic voice yeah. i don't know if you know that channel or not. they're huge mm -hmm. and he's helped me a lot in terms of like how much work goes in his back the back end of his uh youtube business with uh that i'm like holy crap like, they got 10 people working for him i'm like for a reaction channel <laughs> like what yeah like, so it's cool to see that and to see the level that it can become. I mean, I'm a very business-minded guy, very humble in that aspect too, and uh, very happy I get to do this for a living. But, you know, it's I definitely want to see where I can get this. I like doing this. So mm -hmm. this is what I eat, breathe, and sleep on. So Yeah. Do you, does that kind of get annoying, thinking about algorithms nonstop and like, oh is, this, is this thumbnail good enough to get people to click? Like, do you, are you annoyed by this? Uh, I get annoyed all the time and yeah. I hate it. And I, I have some reactor friends like Keem. We've had conversations with all the time and uh, like Metal Burb, Hardcore, yeah. Tank the Tech, 
even Nick Nocturne, I'm like, bro, what am I doing wrong? And he's like, nothing, just keep grinding. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, how many hot dogs do I got to jam in my mouth for people to fucking click? Definitely. So, but and that's all in fun, and I love making people smile for that reason. And I, I didn't hear that song at all, but it was just cool. Like, the the whole thing with that is, you know, it was called Slaughterhouse. Motionless and White puts up this uh-huh. thing of hot dogs in their their teaser. So I'm like, all right, let's go get some hot dogs. I heard there's going to be a black in this. <laughs> Fucking have fun with it and just went go. crazy on it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it really is just a, a perpetual grind because even like once you, if you can get the growth, then it's like, okay, well, how do we keep like going, you know? And so it's like yeah. this perpetual like having to figure out how the internet's shifting, how the algorithm's shifting, how all of this stuff is shifting to be able to take advantage of it, you know? And it's like, it can be exhausting. And so do you think, like, it's something like, like I said, I talked to Keem a lot and um, we're trying to figure out certain aspects of like, where does the, well, like, what's the career trajectory of this type of uh, person? the person that you know does this type of content and like how what's the career trajectory go to and i mean has working for a record label in like a pr uh pro like has that been something you've considered being possible uh i am i don't know what that would look like i mean like being contracted to do stuff for them i think i would obviously be very open for yeah. uh i feel like i kind of maybe already do that a little bit and kind of dibble dabbled in it with uh sharp tone yeah because uh, they've hit me up for special promos and like hey do you uh you know leak the new gloom in the corner album for like the first four hours type deal like you're the only one that's gonna have it out there so yeah. it's like cool stuff like that to kind of like i don't know see what works obviously and it did and it got like a lot of views on it and people were stoked that rio was on a track and this was before yeah uh he stepped down from crystal lake but it's just it'd be cool like i honestly want to do more stuff like that i would love to work with labels where it's like you know they either send me to a show or a a festival for a weekend and do some content for that i think that would be like the trajectory but i even think that beyond just being like hey like i am orion reacts and i partner with this label and stuff but more so you specifically are the pr manager of a record label like like i feel like something like that would make sense because people like you understand like what needs to be done for the artist level on the internet to where like you could, I feel like people like you could straight up like work in the industry. Like you work at the record label to show bands and show the label how to properly push their stuff in the modern world. Cause I work with a lot of PR companies like over the years with the Browning and every single time, like every album we get together with the PR team, and we're just like okay so what are, what do we want to do to try to push this and it's all still like so old school like mm. a lot of these labels are so behind on what they need to be doing with this music whereas people like you or keem or nick or anyone knows actually what needs to happen to promote this music because you are just promoting bands music just through your outlet so it's like yeah. even if it's not just through your outlet you still know what these bands should be doing in the modern world so i feel like people like y'all would be the perfect people to take over PR at record labels in the modern world. That's a good point, actually. Uh, I'm, I've never really thought of it that way. I mean, I've never been in a band long enough where I've talked to like PR or yeah. like even know that kind of world. So the only thing I really know of that and kind of what I'm dibble dabbling into now is just uh, I now I have to connect with PR agents that are representing that band. So it's like right. I'm like, oh, I can't just go to the label and say, hey, I want to do, you know, uh, a yeah. podcast with Caleb from Beartooth like. No, you have to go through their PR exactly. agent. Like, oh True. my God, there's so many more steps that I didn't even know about. <laughs> so it's, uh, I, I think it'd be really cool. I mean, if I had my channel at a level where it was kind of running itself in the background, where yeah. I had somebody editing my videos, where literally I just got to be on camera yeah. and then I could focus on that, then yeah, I think that could definitely be an option for sure. Yeah. I think it'd be a smart idea. Like you said, I think we have what it takes and what we know that's working in the in the real world right now where a lot of these older uh minded labels are kind of stuck in their own ways yeah 100 percent. i think because i i think that the industry in general needs a a modernization of everything i think that every contract should be mandatory renegotiated for the modern world i think that a lot of the people need to be gouged out and a lot of new people need to be put in and i think it's 
uh i think that there's government system (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) i mean kind of it's it's a similar thing where there's a lot of these old heads that have been in there a long time and the modern world is like dude you need to change and they're like no because we're in here until we die you know (laughs) so i feel like it's the same sort of deal i hate like pinning on this label company but i think they're pretty in their own head too but roadrunner mm-hmm. records is is uh very stuck in their ways they're still blocking videos left right and center yeah. and it's like well it's the same with universal man. like i mean yeah i'm on a label that's a subsidiary of universal and i also don't give a crap i'll say anything on here and it's so I'm glad you had the power to do that too like <laughs> it, you're not limited to what you have to say oh, or anything. i mean they probably wouldn't be happy about it but i don't care and so <laughs> but it's drop it, me it dropped me i'll go on my own no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> and so it it is annoying to be in a modern world where it's like, okay, I am, I, this band has been my thing since I was 14 years old. I started this on MySpace. Yeah. It's a solo project. I've written the music myself forever. And I can't even get on Twitch and play the guitar of one of my songs without the VOD being muted, you know? So, like, I can't Just even, it up, yeah, yeah, I can't do any of that stuff. If I stream the Browning music on Facebook, the stream will immediately get taken down. You know? That's why I don't do it on YouTube because it yeah. does the same thing on exactly. There. And so it's like, uh, how behind in the times do you have to be to understand that like I've I was a full time internet content creator for like five years, and how behind in times do you have to be to not understand that I need to have access to my own music, to yeah. to yeah. push it. <laughs> yeah, and, I made this. Why can't <laughs> I have it on my stream? Exactly. And so it's like there are labels that are so behind to where people like you or people that have like people like me musicians that have been so online for so long that understand this crap that need to be running like these things for the modern world i think it's essential and also i think i think contracts too are so out of date it's mind-blowing um just all of it needs the re-updating and yeah um, there's there's some labels that are doing it right um not not necessarily in the metalcore world in my opinion but uh maybe we'll get there one day i think i think it's inevitably going to be essential that these labels modernize because the ones that do are going to take over honestly i i think it is changing and i i'm one to really watch videos on what's happening with other social media companies and yeah, like what, sure. how many changes youtube is making right now and uh for one i think tiktok has kind of already started that and I think it's waking up these label companies that are saying, oh, shit, Pierce Avail's got this, like, all this, basically a sound that you can use that made them viral. Mm-hmm. Why why aren't we doing this with other platforms? So now we see YouTube is apparently talking to all these other label companies to then start letting them, like, content creators like us monetize to a degree and still pay the label a certain yeah. amount. So I think there's going to be that automatic switch, in, at least in YouTube right now um but yeah like i i know the umg is is kind of bad for that every video that i do <laughs> literally gets blocked and it sucks even shorts and stuff will get blocked sometimes yeah. i'm like man i mean when you have a good relationship with them and obviously you, you like century media is good i'll still get some blocks but i'll say hey look lorna shore got blocked we nobody knows why this happens if you have the answer please tell yeah. me because i lose sleep over this and i know a lot of other people out there do too but I'll email them and they'll just uh, they'll uh, get a whitelist for mm-hmm. me and get it to go up. So, yeah, and that, I think we're in that switch soon. And that's one thing that my label said to me was, well, once you upload the video, send us the video and then we'll send it to Universal and then we'll try to get them to whitelist it. I'm like, yeah. So if I'm trying to upload three times a week and you guys take a week and a half to respond to an email, like, uh, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> and so it's, uh, yeah. but again, if there was a modern label that was ready for that crap, then, you know, it would be, it'd be a lot more optimized. Um, yeah. I think it, it, it's also a little sketchy too. Sometimes it depends on the label. I'm not going to say what labels, but I know a lot of content creators that might be listening to all of this. Uh, they know these ones as well, but they'll, you know, they'll tell you to, uh, what's it called? Dispute it. Mm-hmm. And then send in the late the the thing. So what they'll do is they'll actually like, you know, they let it sit for an, a five day thing under dispute. They have 30 days to basically <laughs> say yes or no. They'll go in their publisher or something and they'll say no. And then they whitelist it. So they just took all your ad exactly. revenue like that. And yeah. it's like, 
Because all the money you're making is within the first day or two of the video being out. Exactly. Yeah. Unless it's a viral video that takes off like baby metal or something like right. that, which I you will not get monetized. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's really cool in the modern world to be able to take advantage of this stuff. I mean, even yeah. like with me getting the house and this whole office set up, I'm going to start doing like vocal content online and everything. Um, I've been seeing that already, too. Yeah. And, and I I was so surprised i like i only have i never pushed any of my personal profiles i was always just focused on the brownings profiles that's all i ever mm -hmm. cared about so like instagram i was only at like like 5700 followers just because i've never never pushed it never cared i didn't even post on there for like five years and i post a video of me doing waking the cadaver and it got on instagram it's like eighty thousand views right now on that reel and to have that kind of access with that little amount of followers and I've gone up like 250 followers on Instagram from one video. And oh, so shit. like to have like looking at it from like a starting band perspective, like if you're starting a band, there's no better time than right now to get that kind of reach. Like Keem, he had uh, like he just had his first reel on Instagram hit a mil, like a million streams. <laughs> I was literally just talking to him last week about this. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> Do I have to smash in my background <laughs> to get the views you're getting on on reels? Right. He's like, man, he's like, just one day it just clicked and he's getting like 30, mm -hmm. 80, 100,000, 300, 400. I'm yep. like, he's got like almost like 100,000 followers on Instagram. I'm like, holy shit. Yep. I'm like, I don't know if that was because of your Disney career or what, because I didn't really know him back <laughs> right. then. I like, can tell the reactions. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I joke around about that all the time. But yeah, yeah. but it's the same thing with me on TikTok. Like my TikTok, I have 180, uh, 170 something almost. Yeah. And it's, I have one video that hit a mil, three of them that hit like eight to 900,000. Yeah. And it's, blows my yep. mind apart so I, if i could give any advice to anyone like you already said get the fuck on tiktok and start it's mm -hmm. it's video content it's shorts it's it's yep. the short form content that you can hook somebody in that's going to be addicted to it the algorithm has changed so much i just see a big shift in content yep. creator uh status and everything i think if you're you're slow on that part you're gonna miss the boat for sure and like like i'm saying i've i'm uh have like 5,000 followers on Instagram, have something that got 70, 80,000 views on like the third video I ever posted like this. And like, if you're a new band starting, like if you just have the mindset of like, I'm going to have my music be influential and be an influencer in this realm, like you have the ability to grow like never before and to get that kind of reach and to work with people I've like you or it. Keem. It's, it's just like, it's so easy to make happen. Whereas like before to grow your band, you had to tour for uh, an entire year straight, like no time off. Like now oh, you wow. can, you can, <laughs> you can grow like this sitting at home and then you can go play some shows and, you know, take advantage of it rather than that being the growing mechanism. So I think the modern world is uh, much better for small artists, like probably the best yeah. position small artists have ever been in um, ever. Like yeah, you, ha you have the, op I've the options. I've been seeing it. Yeah, I've been seeing it like crazy, even like doing like hopping on the latest trends, like uh, the motionless and white one, like a great marketing piece for uh, for motionless and white. But that they literally cut out the one sound piece of masterpiece. And it's like, OK, everybody on TikTok, fuck around with this. And then they're screaming and then their videos go viral and then they're getting spotted by this. Yep. I've already seen a couple of bands that I've done reactions with as well already get signed because of a couple TikToks that blew up. Yep, exactly. It's insane. Yeah, so the music industry is in a really, really good spot for new artists. Um, and also, it's becoming common knowledge that the artists can be independent and do this stuff mm -hmm. rather than having to sign. And so um, I'm really hopeful for like young up-and-coming bands that bands are going to be able to be bigger than ever while having more control than ever as well. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm so excited. Even as a content creator, <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm excited for all these bands that deserve the work that they put into their yeah. stuff i mean i we all know there's that one or two bands that's like you you didn't put the work in like <laughs> <laughs> that happens i've yeah. been grinding on my since my space mm. i feel like yeah and i think i think that there's a bonus to the old school growth like i think that a lot of the bands that have been around for a long time they have generated like these really long-term fans whereas like if you do blow up on tiktok you might 
have some hype, but it might not be long-term hype, you know? And so there's a bonus to like each growth style for sure. Yo, there we go. Shit. Sorry. Did you get hit by a hurricane or something? I think so. <laughs> oh, see, we were talking about the powers that be and my label shut down my internet. <laughs> like, they're like, you know, we're not like you talk shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but um, I just think that the modern world is set up really nice for for bands and I and even people like me. Like, I'm an I'm a old school vocalist. I've been doing this for a long time. I my you know I but I have the ability to kind of have a resurgence of myself as like a modern um vocalist in in the world because of things like tiktok and instagram and all of that and so it's nice to for even someone like me that's been doing this so long to still be able to be relevant in the modern world because taking advantage of people like you or keem or nick but then also um on a personal level with my own uh influence so i think i think i think that there's a lot of hope for the metal world and for everything because of you know channels like yours and so i think it's super important anyone that thinks that reaction channels are weird it's like yeah well you know it's it's not for you but there's a lot of people that really enjoy seeing someone enjoy something yeah i mean like our our numbers obviously show that as well like even looking at people like nick Mm -hmm. and the views that he gets on just all these reactions too and it's like yeah there there is an audience out for it for sure people care about it's just the way our world is people care about what other people think at the same time too and they people like to criticize. I mean, there's a lot of uh, angry people out there and, you know, maybe they do like the video to a degree, but something's just going on in their head that they're just they have to shit on you for it. And it's like, no, these are stupid. And, you know, it's just that guy's having a real tough day. Definitely. Kind of thing, so. Do you do you have ones that you record and then you're like, you know, I wasn't really into that, so I'm just not going to upload it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's where it, Twitch definitely helps as well <laughs> when uh, when a lot of bands are, or even just people that hang out with me and they show me some bands. There's like, ah, I'm like, it was all right. It's nothing I would post. But hey, I'm like, it was a decent song or like even bands that, uh, you know, that want me to react and throw my reaction up on the channel. Like, obviously, uh, Twitch is a good way for that just to kind of screen first before I, you know, agree to put it up for there for right. you. But if it's a real banger, it's like it's I feel good about posting that. And I think with our influences and everything too, and I think uh, I, I just think it's a really good time to post those kind of things to help bands just get heard. I mean, like yeah. we already talked about already, is that this is just a new form of marketing. So definitely, yeah. And I I think it's I think it's beautiful. I think that it's it's perfect for the position that the internet is in and bands and exactly what bands need to be able to be independent. That's the hardest thing is like. Like, mm. why, how can I be independent whenever I need this label's PR team to push it? So you don't. You can just message this fool on Instagram. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you don't need it. You really don't. Um, no. And yeah, I, I love to see it. And I like to see people's perspective of different sides of the industry and where they work. And like I said, I think people like you guys should be working your way into being actually in the industry, not just a not just a tool that the industry can use, but actually people that are in there. I think that that's where this should go. From my perspective and working in the industry for so long, I would rather you guys working in it than anyone they have currently. So that's that's a big up and then like a, a big, uh, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? I uh, appreciate it for that kind of comment. Uh, I just think it's really nice to hear. And I mean, I think a lot of us even think like we, didn't think we'd be that important to the metal scene or even in any kind of genre there's a lot of other reaction mm-hmm. channels that are out there i mean like definitely i guess you can't really do that if you're doing a just for or try not to laugh challenges <laughs> for those kind of reactions but right. yeah i think it's very important i think we do have a a really good uh sense of where we're going and i think even the people that are watching your channels too i think that still determines your your view and like how you kind of present yourself as well because like i mean there's smaller and up and coming uh reaction channels that i I actually really like that i think that should be really much bigger Mm -hmm. and they have way more to say and wait put way more work into this as well but like who's to say like you know i'm the right fit to say this band should be blown up to you know exactly where they need to be like lorna shore so i think it's hard 
to even look at someone else's perspective to look at my channel and be like, yeah, who is this chump to say that, you know, <laughs> this song is actually good kind of thing. So. Right. Well, people trust your opinion. You have the, um, the, I don't know what the, the term, I'm sure there's some, some sort of cool term I could say, but relatability, I the, guess. Well, the like, people are there with you. So it's like the community has chosen that your opinion is important. Right. You know? Yeah. It's cool. It's just weird to think that in, in this kind of <laughs> world, especially like with, with PR talk, I think it's neat. So yeah. it's, it puts a really good perspective on mine. Cause I don't know that world. So coming from you as someone that's been in this for years, that's uh that's really cool to hear and definitely something I haven't really looked at in that light. So I would definitely like to see it going that way well, if there was uh if there was room for it. So, well, I, I'll tell you what they say about, it's about who, you know, right. So you know, yeah. we're here talking, so maybe we can we can figure out I some know, stuff. You know, I know Johnny now. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> He's never reacted to it. He doesn't even like the new Browning stuff. <laughs> I know. But I didn't even you react. Know. I had to look too. I'm like, what a fucking you, who is this guy? <laughs> you don't have to, you don't <laughs> no. have to like my music for us to be friends. So we're good, dude. I have one song that I really love by you though is uh, the one with Jake Hill in it. Carnage. Me and my girlfriend are yeah. like huge like Jake Hill fans, yeah. and I don't know if you listen to his new album, but he has one dirty nasty mm. track, and it's so good. Well, he's got to do. But, one to keep the keep the old school fans happy but hell yeah yeah and no so, no i did listen to it i know i have a reaction somewhere i just don't know where it is. <laughs> yeah I, I bet you did and i bet yeah, that, yeah. yeah i bet you did uh <laughs> nope. but yeah i think that um I, I appreciate talking to you and there's a lot of people that i think should try to get into stuff that you guys are like that you guys are doing mm -hmm. with this to promote music properly so um you know i appreciate you guys yeah, no, thank you. Uh, it's it's cool hearing it from uh, other artists and stuff. I mean, like I, I, it's cool hearing it from even the big guys and mm -hmm. even the little guys. I, I get messages all the time, like even TikToks that blow up that even get a hundred thousand. They're like, dude, our Spotify playlist like went through the <laughs> fucking roof. Yep. He's like, those people actually went to go find our music yep. and is playing it. Well, we so it we works. looked, uh, we were looking at one of Kim's. Uh, he had a one of the, his things like total between Instagram and TikTok. He got like 1.8 million between the two. And uh, that band went from 100 monthly listeners to like 25,000 on Spotify. Wow. Yeah. So that's a that's significant. Like, and that's Power. what I'm saying. Like, um, labels that pick up a new band would pay an enormous amount of money to get a band from zero to 25K, you know, on True. Spotify. And so, like, you're talking about like one video having the potential to do that is like uh, that's what i'm saying i think that this is um something that labels need to be paying more attention to maybe we just all need to start our own label just completely modernized man i've totally thought about that too like i think that would be a really neat thing yeah. for sure just to, just starting it and YouTube label. <laughs> doing it in like the proper modern way like literally every decision that's made is based off of the modern world of music like I the contract actually turn out um, well a they say it's all about who you know, and so we'll we'll see what we can do. <laughs> all right, well, let's go. Let's go get some of those people. <laughs> Sweet. Well, appreciate talking to you, Orion, and uh, I think in the world we'll be talking a lot. We have him, but dude, I appreciate you just having me on and saying what's up, and I'm glad I could uh, you know share my thoughts and opinions. I mean, that's what I do for a living on music, but <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I could do that here on your podcast, and it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me. Heck yeah. Well, I will talk to you here soon. All right. Toodaloo. Bye. Thank you for listening all the way through that episode. And don't forget, head over to burnthisworld.com and click become a member for only $3 a month or $30 for an entire year. You get a bunch of exclusive content and you help support the podcast being a full-time thing. Thank you so much. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.